You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skin. Hello, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got an extraordinary show. We're going to start with Eric Brockmeyer, who is the 2014 Hatteras Island Poker League champion. He won the Tournament of Tournament winners, and uh, he's going to talk about his play, his experiences, life in Hatteras Island, which is part of the Outer Banks of North Carolina, And then we're going to talk to somebody from the other end of the gambling spectrum, somebody who's starting out. He is a table game inventor. He has a great game to talk about. It's called Money Suit 31. His name is Brent Weiss, and we'll be talking to him. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment. So stay tuned. Two very good guests. Hey, it's FanDuel commercial time. I love FanDuel.com. Look, you heard me talk about these hot new one-week fantasy football leagues on FanDuel.com for weeks now, where you play for real money with immediate cash payouts. If you still haven't signed up yet, you're missing all the fun. But don't worry, it's not too late to get in on all the action. I got to tell you, last week was amazing. I wanted to try their $1 leagues. I made money with a dollar. A dollar. Where can you make money with a dollar these days? Every week you pick your new quarterback, you pick a new running back. Every week's a new week. You know what that means? More chances to win. And you can win cash. Matt Nichols from Ohio turned a $25 deposit into over twenty-five grand playing fantasy football on FanDuel. FanDuel is a leader in one-week fantasy football leagues. No season-long commitments and no upfront fees. They got immediate cash payouts, and you play each week or whenever you want to. It's all up to you. Go to FanDuel.com and click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my code HOC and sign up now. The new user special is ending soon, and FanDuel will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 200 bucks. That's up to $200 free, but the offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code HOC. FanDuel.com, where every week is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L dot com. Sign up today with promo code H-O-C. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Texas Hold'em, daily tournaments, and sit and goes. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you trust, so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you'd do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. 
That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guest strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find a game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com dot com slash HOC radio. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, BZ.com. Great Moments in History In July 1937, Amelia Earhart was informed by her navigator, Fred Noonan, that they were off course over the Pacific Ocean. You're lost! You're telling me that I'm not intelligent. Can I hold the f***? No. Can I hold the f***? No. That is so not cool. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We're joined by a special guest. Um, Many of our guests don't have to do anything to get on the show except be who they are. But this guy, this guy had to win a tournament to get on this show. His name is Eric Brockmeyer. I'd like to introduce him. Eric, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I am great. And for listeners who are not familiar with that name, Eric is the 2014 Hatteras Island Poker League champion. He had to actually 
finished two stages. First, he had to get enough points in weekly tournaments to qualify for this championship. For those of you who don't know, Hatteras Island is on the eastern side of North Carolina, jutting out toward the Gulf Stream in North Carolina. So, enough background. Eric, I want to ask you to tell our listeners a little bit about you, what you do when you're not playing poker, and how it is that you got involved with the Hatteras Island Poker League in the first place. Okay. Uh, Well, I'm a retired uh, military officer, and I do a lot of sailing. I'm a sailboater and sail all around the Caribbean during the summer. I'm retired. Uh, And I'm also an artist. So actually how I became an artist is I got shipwrecked uh, on the Outer Banks out here (laughs) a year ago. And uh, so while I was trying to get the boats out, I, uh, you know, uh, decided to pick up some other things. And uh, so I started uh, painting and um, been doing that down here. And then uh, I was looking for a place to play cards because I was originally from Key West. And we used to play every week down there in the league. And um, so I found found the... Uh, Hatteras Island Poker League, and it's been great fun, great people, and uh, I was lucky enough to qualify and then to go on and to win. Well, that's fantastic. You know, I've played down there uh, a couple of times. I wish I had discovered this. Uh, I wish there were such a league back in the early 90s when I first started to come, actually 80s, uh, but I have played a couple of times. And uh, there I played with a bunch of guys from the military because there is actually a base. What branch of the military were you in? Uh, I was in the U.S. Army. Uh, I was a helicopter pilot and operations guy and uh, infantry and armor and a couple other things. So I imagine uh, you played in the military, right? Um, somewhat, uh, occasionally, but not really. I, I, I would uh, I'd play in some casino tournaments and satellites for stuff like, uh, you know, the World Series satellites and stuff like that. But the... Uh, Reality is when you're playing for real money, it's a lot different than when you're just playing for a regular league. People play it very differently, and, uh, you know, as you know, it's <laughs> a totally different game. <laughs> well, tell our listeners who are not familiar with the Hatteras Poker League, uh, what is, what, tell us about it. I mean, how does this tournament series run, and how do you qualify for the main event, and then what exactly is the main event all about? Okay, the uh, Hatteras Island Poker League, uh, the regular league starts around April time frame, but you can qualify prior to that. They have uh, weekly games uh, at Ocracoke Island, which is in the southern point of the Outer Banks. In fact, you have to take a ferry to get over to it. And uh, actually, yesterday I went over there to play, and we got fogged in. I had to spend the night over there waiting <laughs> to get back on the ferry. So That's great. And I didn't win, so that made it even worse. I just had to sit there and cry my beer all night. But So uh, Ocracoke so they, is one site. Where else do they have games? Uh, they also play in Buxton, which is where the Hatteras Lighthouse is. Uh, and they have a place there. And they're just uh, branching out to another place this year. They're going to be up in Rodanthe, where the uh, you know the House of Rodanthe or the Knights in Rodanthe movie was. So uh, it's expanding every year. This is the third year they've been in operation. First year I participated with them, and uh, you know, where's it's a your regular nice place? Area. Where do you tend to play, or do you play all over? Uh, no, usually what I usually do is play in Key West at uh, 
Aqua Nightclub on Sundays. Um, I had bought a sailboat when I retired from the military. Uh, and it was an old wooden sailboat. And after about two weeks of being in the hot sun, I decided I need to find some air conditioning. So I uh, went to this place, not realize a drag bar, which is okay. It doesn't bother <laughs> me a bit. So I go into this drag bar, and, uh, you know, they were playing cards as I sat down playing them. And we've been playing ever since. They're a great group of people. Uh, very competitive and all very good card players. In fact, a couple people from Key West uh, are now professional poker players out in Vegas. Wow. So you don't consider yourself a professional poker. You're a hobbyist. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the reality of playing league poker is you have to be decent at it, but you also have to be lucky and get the cards. And that's, you know, the two sides of the when you're playing for league poker, I mean, it's not like it's any real money. Um, you know, so people don't bet like they would if they have to reach in their pocket every time and, you know, ante up every time. Right. And listeners, please stay tuned. We will be back after a break. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The first lesson every good poker player learns is don't get emotional. You don't have the cards. Why don't you shut the up? Yeah! Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. If you just tuned in, we're talking with Eric Brockmeyer. Eric is the 2014 Hatteras Island Poker League champion. Are they are they free rolls? I mean, you go to if if I were to go to give me the name of one of the places I might play in the Outer Banks. Well, the uh, tonight we're playing at the uh, Pamlico Cafe. Okay, so if I go to the Pamlico Cafe, do I have to put up any money, or is it completely free? Do I have to buy a meal? How does that work? No, it's absolutely free to uh, to become a member. In fact, every week there's two or three people that join, and since this is a large tourist area. You, know, you always have tourists come in, and they'll play while they're here. And then they come back from year to year and play. Uh, but, no, it costs nothing to play. And, you, like I say, you can get points for playing for different levels of things. You know, you show up on time, you get some points. Obviously, if you place at the final table, you get some points. And, uh, and if you finish first or second, 
you automatically qualify for the end-of-the-year tournament. Okay. The other way you can qualify is if you accumulate enough points during the year, you can go ahead and uh, be able to qualify just on the number of points you have. So if you're just a regular, let's say you're a carpenter uh, in the off se- in the on season, and then in the winter time, you're, I mean, in this, I guess it's the tourist season when this goes on, April to November, and you just play once a week for free because you're in the bar or you're nearby. You can pretty much be assured of getting a seat in the main event, or I call it the main event, the final tournament, just by nature of the fact that you've played a lot, right? Correct. You, you get a lot of points for that. And, you know, if you're a steady player, you know, my big mantra that I have to tell myself all the time is you don't have to play every hand <laughs> because I like to play play cards, and that's not the best way to uh, make it. Okay. The other thing that's interesting is at the end of the season, you know, the tournament is way different because everyone is super tight on that because they all want to make it to the final table and, and have bragging rights and all that stuff. So, so what, is, what is the final tournament played for? How much money or how many comps or what do you win if you win the whole thing well they have uh you know the top places get a uh a gift certificate a visa gift card or gift certificate to local stuff around as well as medals for placing uh and the top person gets a trophy that's about three foot high and of course bragging rights for the whole year so do you win a prize do you win a cash prize or a gift certificate prize as the winner yeah yeah i won uh, i won three hundred dollars uh uh visa card and I also won uh, the trophy. And you get on House of Cards. Indeed. Yeah, that's the fun part of it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So are you going to go on and play in the main event of the World Series of Poker next year for $10,000 in Las Vegas? You know, I've always thought about doing that. I, I, I have played in some of the satellites and done fairly well. And I've won some money tournaments in casinos and stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I think it's going to happen at some point in time, just to say I play. But I've played in a couple of these tournaments, and, and the truth is about these, these big tournaments you see on TV, it's pretty grueling. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's three, four, five days of very little sleep and a lot of hands, and, and uh, some you play and some you don't. So I have some experience, but nothing like the professionals do. It sounds like you've been around. Let me ask you this. In the typical weekly game that you play in, how many players, first of all, how many people are competing on a typical night? And of them, how many would say would you say have, or at least as good as you? Because you sound like you've been around, you know the game, you've played it a lot. You're not just a guy who's out to drink and play cards on the side. You take it fairly seriously. How many of the typical players, and I want to know how many there are, how many would you say are roughly at your level or better? Um, well, on any given night, to answer your first question, yes. um, there could be 25, 23, 25 people playing on, on a normal night. Right. Uh, and then uh, people that are good players at any given time, there's probably a third of them, you know, because they've played for a long time and regularly. You have some people that are brand new. In fact, every night there's always a couple of people that have never played before or played only online and never played in a real game or only played cash games and never played, you know, a league type thing. Uh, and then you have some people that are just something to do, you know, because it's a great entertainment and doesn't cost you anything other than, you know, you buy your own food and, and uh, drinks while you're there. And, but there's uh, drinking a that hours. goes on? People drink adult beverages while they play? I know. It's surprising, but it actually improves <laughs> their play and improves my odds. <laughs> I got to say, I played in it. I loved it. I, I mean, it's a, definitely a different form of poker from the serious casino poker that some of us are used to. 
uh, but it's great. And the other thing I just wanted to touch base with you on, if I came down, and I don't mean me personally, but if somebody were to come down to the Outer Banks because of the gorgeous beaches, you've got great restaurants, it's a wonderful vacation spot. And I wanted to find a cash game just because I wanted to play for real money. Would it be likely that in these tournaments I might meet people that might steer me in that direction? Absolutely. I mean, there, there's people that play for cash. And, in fact, uh, like I said, I got shipwrecked down here, so I didn't know a whole lot of people down here. And I've just, uh, since I started playing in the league, I've discovered, you know, some people have games at their house and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, no, nobody really super heavy hitters that I'm aware of, although I'm sure they're out there. But, you know, uh, you can play for a decent amount of money, and you can win a decent amount of money. Right. Well, Eric, you've been a great guest. Is there Was there any hand or any situation in the final tournament that uh, was memorable, or was it pretty much like every game you play, you win some, you lose some, and you were lucky enough to win them all? Or was there a moment where you said, wow, I'm going to win this thing? Well, um, yeah, when we got to the final table, I was uh, way ahead of everyone in chips. Uh, and and I, to be honest, I only misplayed two hands the whole night. One, I got lucky, and one at the end. And the other, I had... Uh, overbet or, or overbet too late. So instead of you know going early and knocking out the people, somebody rivered me out at the very finish. So other than that, I, I didn't misplay a single hand, which is kind of rare. You know, usually you make a mental mistake or uh, uh, get sucked out. But no, I just just got I just got real lucky. Um, you know, I'm a decent player. I've made the final. I usually make the final table, but uh, uh, you know this one I just won a little more. And to make it really funny, I was I went in there with. Uh, great big gigantic red hat and the whole time you know like something from uh i don't know uh spanish old spanish movie or something like that so i had this gigantic silly hat on the whole time and that was so distracting to everybody because they either wanted to get the hat or they wanted to beat the guy with a hat that, I mean, that may have affected their play a little bit but you know it was good times everybody had fun and uh it's good yeah if you come down please Anybody comes down here, you know, check us out, and you're more than welcome to uh, get linked up with whatever people want to do. Well, Eric, I uh, are you going to play next year? Yeah. Now you said you were in a tournament when we called. Was it part of? Does HIPL have tournaments right now, even after the main event, or is this a different tournament? Well, it's it, it's league play, but the only way you qualify for the tournament end of the year if you finish first or second. So. Uh, they have games continuously all year round, but not to the same degree of what happens during the uh, normal. You're not earning points for the final tournament unless you right. finish unless first you, or second. Correct, correct. You you can qualify, but you're not getting any you know huge benefit. Like uh, the, the, actually, I just found out today the uh, guy that leads the points list has over a million points, which is tremendously huge. But he's been to every game, every place, every week. For three years, you know, so he's got a lot of points. <laughs> well, and everybody loves to beat him, just like they like to. I've got a target on my back right now. Everybody just wants to beat me because I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the champ. Everybody wants That's to beat right. the champ. The champ is Eric Brockmeyer, 2014 Hatteras Island Poker League champion. We've had a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on. And who knows? I may take my wife down there uh, this coming summer, and uh, maybe we'll meet up. Right on. I'm learning to surf, and uh, you can either shame me or, or flop around with me because everybody else here is a super surfer, a kiteboarder, a sailboarder. And, uh, <laughs> I am I'm a fisherman. You will not catch me on a surfboard. You will catch <laughs> well, me fishing. Fish. Yes, they're there are. drum and uh, blues right now. So. Yeah, well, I only come there in the summer, so I get, uh, I get the mackerel 
and the flounder and then the spot and the croaker that I can't avoid. Uh, but I, I love it there. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Thank you, Eric, for joining us, and uh, I wish you well. All right. Thanks very much, and thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, listeners, that was Eric Brockmeyer, 2014 HIPL champion. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with the highest quality gaming suede on the market. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now, you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, that's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O, when you check out at ProCaliber.com or when ordering by phone at 24025-POKER, 24025-POKER, that's 240-257-6537. ProCaliber Poker Tables, stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The New England Gaming News, New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg, but did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. 
If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize. Tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast. Do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 19th, 2015. Well, it looks like New York will be taking bids for one more casino. Last week, the New York State Gambling Board approved Governor Andrew Cuomo's request for a new round of bidding in the southern tier of the state. This is a western region bordering Pennsylvania. Last month, the board gave the okay to three projects, according to a state law that allows for four resort-style casinos. Atlantic City casino workers who lost their jobs when the Revel, Trump Plaza, and the Showboat Casinos closed down will be receiving federal aid. Atlantic City will receive up to $30 million to help those displaced workers, according to the Labor Department. The federal funds will be used to provide training programs and help the affected workers learn new skills for reemployment. And finally, Alana Panos was thrown out of the Ocean Downs Casino in Berlin, Maryland for being a security threat. So what was this woman doing that was threatening the safety of the casino? She was breastfeeding her seven-week-old daughter. She wanted to feed her daughter in the car. However, her boyfriend was on the gaming floor with the keys, and children are not allowed on the gaming floor. Ocean Downs has yet to comment on the incident, but they may want to talk to their PR firm about this one. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You're listening to the House of Cards. Let's play. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. 
Uh, we have in the past had a number of people coming on and talking about not necessarily poker per se, but games kind of like poker that are known as house games or table games. And we have a guest now who is going to do that. His name is Brent Weiss. He is a game inventor. And I think a lot of our listeners think, geez, you know, we have home games. And I often think, why don't we play this in a casino? And I'd like to talk to Brent about how he invented this particular game, what it's like, and what the process is for getting a great idea for a game to become a game that is adopted by a casino or casino. So without any further ado, uh, first of all, Brent, are you there? I am here, Ashley, and thank you guys for having me. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background. How is it you became a game inventor? Well, sure, no problem. It's actually kind of funny. My background is actually a little bit different than most game developers out there today, as I actually did not start with a gaming background. Now, I actually grew up playing the game 31 that my game is actually based off of with my friends growing up. And like you said, not all games are based on poker and so forth. Now, after spending some time in casinos, maybe even a little too much time growing up, I looked around and never saw anything on the floor that resembled the game 31 that I had grown up to love. Well, let me just so, stop you right there. First of all, I have, I've played a lot of games. I've mm-hmm. never heard of 31. Where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Long Island, New York. That's where I grew up. I grew up in Nassau County, Hempstead, Hicksville, and Westbury. I'm from Belmore, so we're actually close to being neighbors. And 31 was a game you played with your friends or your family or where? Primarily, I grew up playing with my friends in junior high school and high school. And did you? is this a gambling game, 31, like blackjack, or was it just played for fun or what? It's a, it was a gambling game that we played. It's played very similar to any sort of... Uh, any sort of poker game, almost like a go fish per se, where the way the game is is that a group of players like myself and my friends would sit around the table. Each player would receive three cards, and then the top card of the deck would get flipped over, and then the game would begin. Players would then draw cards off the top of the deck, and the object of the game is to combine the point values of suited cards to get a hand worth as close to 31 points as possible. And then when somebody achieves a hand they think is good enough, that player would then knock, and then players would expose their hands, and whoever has the highest hand of the table would win, and whoever had the lowest hand of the table would receive one out. Well, Brent, that game is nothing like Go Fish. That game is a combination (laughs) of blackjack and gin rummy, but it's nothing like Go Fish. No, that is true. I just like explaining it that way to explain that the home game is that players would continue to draw until somebody would actually get the cards that they are looking for until they get a suitable hand that they were comfortable with. I see. Okay. And tell us about how you turned that or why you turned that or how you even thought to turn that into a potential money-making opportunity of developing a casino game. Well, of course. Again, Based on what I said earlier, I had been in casinos for a decent amount of time in my life, and I had never seen this game turned into a table game before. Now, as you were asking earlier, the process with creating games is a rather extensive and very thorough one. But basically, when I had walked around and never seen this game on the floor, and me and my friends being a large group of people playing this game, it didn't occur to me why this type of game could not work. So then, of course, I needed to kind of take off and run with that, you know, that idea and figure out how to turn into an actual casino table game. And what did you do? What did you do to figure that? I mean, so you were not a game developer. What did you do for a living when you decided to turn this into a casino game? 
Well, actually, I had just graduated college for my undergrad, and like like you had just said, I had no gaming experience, so I had to pretty much learn from the ground floor on how to create table games. So what I had done is I basically, just like any other person would do, I started researching online to see what goes into developing table games, and then I learned about you know the basic things such as house edge and hit rate and optimal strategy and so forth, and then started piecing together the very beginning stages of my game and tried to turn it into a viable product. Now, even when you come up with a game, you know, it can be a great, great in theory, but obviously we need to make it fun enough for people where they would actually enjoy playing the game. So what I had done after doing some of this online investigation is I started doing the very raw math. Of course, I am not an actuary or a gaming mathematician, so my numbers were originally very raw, and of course, I had to make sure that these numbers were appropriate. So basically what I had done is I put together the basic game and then had my family play it. And some of my friends that grew up playing the game with me and said, hey, I have this great idea that I thought in my mind. Do you like this game and do you think it's something that would work? Now, the original game 31 is just, there's no bonuses or any bonus suits in the game. And after the preliminary math that I had done, I realized that without any sort of bonus system, the game numbers did not seem attractive in terms of payouts for players and so on and so forth. So what I had then done is I created this new money suit jackpot system, which then created the ability to make very lucrative payouts for players, which is specifically what people are looking for with the carnival game. I see. So you modified the game to make it more appealing to players, but in the process you also retained the house advantage that allows the casino to make money on this because you're not doing this as a philanthropic gesture, how to enrich players, but you want something that would attract them to the game. Exactly. And now when it comes to the math, though, what I've actually learned over the years from a lot of people within the business that, you know, house edge is a wonderful thing, but there's also a very delicate balance between things like the house edge and then the hit rate on the game. And some games out there today, and what I mean by this hit rate is that if a player is playing a game that has a very, very low hit rate, but it has a very low house edge, players aren't going to like the game because they're never going to win. A good way to explain this to people is we, we call it the penny slot effect where players like playing the penny slot machines because they tend to win often, even though they tend to not win very significant amounts. But the sheer aspect of winning constantly gives those players a very fun aspect of playing the game and makes them enjoy it more so than some of the older slot machines. I see. So did you get any partnership with uh, actuaries and people that could tailor it to do both of those things at the same time, have a high hit rate, have a... uh, house edge that made it profitable and attractive to the casino, but also had large enough prizes to make it exciting to the player? Well, I had actually gotten pretty lucky where I had done a lot of uh, marketing via things like gaming forums and so forth. And in that process, I had actually been introduced by many, I would call them non-professional gaming mathematicians that do certain things in their free time that they enjoy doing. And I luckily had, I wouldn't say paired up with somebody, but found somebody who was willing to help. And what he had done for me is he created spreadsheets for me where I could pretty much just mess around and implant certain tasks to see what the house edge would be, see what the hit rate would be. And then you basically just work with those numbers until you tailor it to the way that you feel is the, the best and most appropriate way, for, way it should be for a play. And then, of course, then you have to put it in action and then see if people enjoy it. And you've got to keep it simple enough so that somebody's not intimidated by more rules and payout tables and things than they can absorb in a, you know, a one. Exactly. I, I want, in fact, here's a question I have. How much time 
do they figure is the optimal amount of time for a player to get how to play the game? Well, that's a great question, and that's always one of the most important things to ask a game developer. The standard answer to that question within the business is that you need to be able to explain a brand-new game to somebody that has absolutely no idea what the game is within 30 seconds. If you can't do so, then you're going to be talking to this person. They'll be forgetting everything that you had told them within the minute, and there's no chance that person would have any idea of what's going on. And then when it comes to gameplay, a player should have a full understanding of the game within the first three hands of when they sit down at the table. Okay. Any longer is going to create confusion, and of course, a lot of uh, negatives come from that. So Brent Weiss, who's a table game inventor, I'm going to give you the test, the 30-second test. Okay. I don't know anything about this game. I'm a new potential player. I'm a poker player. I never play mm-hmm. table games. What is? How do I play this game? Okay. So Money Seat 31 is a very simple new game. The game is essentially a three-card game where the object is to combine the point values of multiple suited cards to get a hand worth 17 points or higher. Now, the only little nuance to the game is that because it's called Money Suit 31, every hand a bonus slash money suit is going to be determined, and if you develop your hand of that suit, you'll get paid more than the other three suits. And it's as simple as that. Oh, great. You did that in 26 seconds. Very good. So... Have you sold the game? Is it now being leased out to any casinos? Is there any place where I can find it? Right now, unfortunately, in the U.S., we don't have any placements. We had actually had two former placements with the original version of the game. And as I told you earlier, I started this when I was a little bit younger and rather inexperienced. So we had used those two initial trials to tailor the game, mess around with the math and so forth, and and change the procedures to make them more simple. Originally in the game, the first version, we had a family pot attached to it, like a game called Flop Poker, if you're familiar. But on paper, it's a wonderful thought, but in practice, it creates a kind of a procedural nightmare where the dealers, it slows down the game. Dealers then have to figure out all these different things. And then we decided to, mid-trial, we decided to change that family pot out and put a standard side wager on the game. This made procedures super quick, super clean, and got rid of any confusion with that family pot that had existed beforehand. So where did you exist when you did exist? When we existed, we first started out in a very tiny, small Indian tribal casino in Southern California called the Augustine Casino out in Coachella. We then we changed the game slightly, and we actually had just come off the floor recently up to the Great Eagle Casino in Calgary, Alberta. And that's the trial where we actually had changed the rules in the, in the midst of the actual trial which is something that will pretty much destroy player retention. But after discussing it with the casino management and myself and some associates, we all came to the conclusion that it was 100% the right decision to make the changes. So we just used the duration of that trial as a a platform just to test the new procedures and then kind of decided now we have to get this game into somewhere else. So where are you looking to put it? Well, right now we have some pretty strong leads, actually, in a a, a few jurisdictions. Specifically, we have very strong contacts up in Ontario, Canada, specifically in the Niagara Falls area. We also have a very strong lead in Pennsylvania, in Louisiana, and we're also trying to get the game into Nevada, of course, as that's the ideal location. Well, I wish you well with that. And uh, in the meantime, I'm just curious, Brent, it's taken you from graduating in college to now to develop a game to the point where it may be soon entering some major markets. What do you do in the meantime as a game developer? Are you, you know, selling pizza? Are you uh, working for uh, McDonald's? What do you do to, to earn a living while you're trying to get this thing cooking? 
Well, it's kind of a funny question because actually I'm doing the complete opposite of earning a living, which I know actually Doug and Dan might appreciate it. I'm actually about to graduate this May from law school down in South Florida. <laughs> I see. Yeah, so I've been doing all this simultaneously, which, you know, creates a tad bit of anxiety. But it's uh, been a process, and with this gaming experience, I might also then get into the gaming law aspects of everything as well. Well, Brent, uh, inventor of Money Suit 31, I wish you well. And when you actually get cooking and you have some games out there that people are playing, come back on and we can talk about how successful you are and how you're a multimillionaire and how you don't even need to be a lawyer. Yeah, that would be a fantastic thing. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a Pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. The key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, professional poker player, author, and host of House of Cards. You can all, wherever you're listening to our show, we're now blanketing the United States. You can send in your questions or comments about the show to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash hocradio. 
This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, House of Cards, and I'm joined now by uh, Dave Weishattle for my favorite feature, the Phantom EFX Mailbag. Dave, what you got for us this week? We have a question from Alan from the great city of Manchester, New Hampshire. Okay. And he has a question regarding a value bet. What exactly is it, and what should I be considering when I make this type of bet? Very simple question and answer. A value bet is just as it sounds, a bet not to deceive, but based on the value of your hand relative to the hand that you are against, that you make when you believe you have the better hand and you want the person to call you uh, so that you can make more money. So, for example, if in Hold'em you have uh, two low pair, let's say, uh, and you believe your opponent is holding only one pair, you would bet thinking he would probably call you and you would win, as opposed to a bluff, which is a bet made with the purpose of getting your opponent to fold a better hand, or a semi-bluff, which would be made on pre-flop, flop, or turn when there are still cards to come, and you're betting uh, with two expectations, either to win as a bluff or possibly on the next card. So a value bet is just betting because you think you have the better hand. So is it a bet... That isn't too big, so not to scare the other player off? No. To... Oh, well, sometimes it might be that, but generally speaking, it is just a bet that is made because you think they have the better hand and uh, you hope your opponent will call, but if he folds, generally that's all right, too, because it's not a super strong hand that you hold. Okay, and we're getting a lot of questions about poker room rates at hotels and casinos. How do you go about getting poker room rates, and uh, do all casinos have them? No, all casinos don't. And uh, interestingly enough, sometimes the poker room rate is not the lowest rate you can get. Really? Yeah. Um, What I do is, and they'll tell you the same thing. I do this. I go on Hotels.com, Orbits.com, and Hotwire. I find the lowest rate, and I book it. Then, or I, I check the lowest rate, I write it down. Then I'll call and see if they have a cheaper poker rate. Usually they don't. Usually Hotels.com or Orbits.com or Expedia.com or Travelocity.com or I4Vegas have a cheaper rate than the poker rate. But the way to get the poker rate is to have a room reserved, go to the poker room, say you would like to get their best poker rate, and then usually for four hours of play or three hours of play, there's a discounted rate from the rack rate, but the discounted rate is usually not lower than the best rate you can get on those discount sites. And don't assume a casino has them just because they have poker facilities. Correct. Don't assume they have them, and don't assume that it's going to save you any money over the rate you can get on other Internet sites. Okay, our next question comes from Florida. I searched and couldn't find anything on this, but are you allowed to take money off the table and stay in a game? For example, if I buy in for $200 in a 1-2 no-limit game in a Vegas poker room and run it up to $800... Am I allowed to take any amount off the table and stay in the game? No. Is that rules or is that basic Rule. etiquette? Nope. Nothing to do with etiquette. Rule is if you're playing a table stakes game, which just about every single casino has, meaning you can only go as deep as the chips you have at the beginning of the hand, and you can go all in, if they are playing with those rules, the other part of the rule is that you may not take money off the table when you are 
playing. What you can do, of course, is leave at any time you want, cash out, and then you can come back or go back on the list if there's a waiting list. But you can't take money off the table. In fact, it happened just the other day. A player was sitting at the table with me, sold $500, a rack of red chips, to another player who was just sitting down. He took the $500 in cash, $500 bills, and started putting it in his breast pocket. I said, dealer, excuse me, please advise the player here that he can't take money off the table. Uh, He has to leave it on the table, which you do. People literally will stack up the $100 bills behind the chips. So the answer is a very simple no. You're not allowed to take money or chips off the table once they are on the table, whether you've won them or whether you've put them there to buy chips with. And that's standard everywhere. Yes. I think we talked uh, in the past about poker room rates. Yes. We've got some questions about comps. How do I get comped from a casino? Are there different ways to get one? Yes. It used to be much trickier than it is now in general, although there are still a few variations on a theme. Generally speaking today, Poker rooms, with a couple of exceptions, notably the commerce in California, but poker rooms tend to have a rating system that is very simple. Uh, Based on the rate of the game that you're playing, high stakes versus low stakes, you will get credited with a certain amount of money per hour that you may use either to buy food or use in the gift shop or for a room. So that's the uh, Phantom EFX Mailbag. Come back next week and listen to more House of Cards Radio. This is Ashley Adams. Good night and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.